What's up, everybody? I'm Kyle Carlson, and this is the Rollback BMX Podcast, the number one BMX podcast in the universe, according to me. Today's guest is Greg Illingworth. Greg is probably the number one BMX rider to ever come out of South Africa. He is a longtime pro on the Mongoose team, and he just dropped a really, 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 really damn good part for the X Games Real BMX Contest. So sit back and listen up. Prepare to get educated. This is the Rollback BMX Podcast with Greg Illingworth. We are live. Greg Illingworth, we are in your adopted home of Hastings, England. Why do you live here? Oh, so we're going to start with that. Yeah, why do you okay. live in Hastings? Why do I live here? Um, well, I lived. I moved to the UK uh, so I could ride my bike and travel more and that kind of thing. And then um, I kind of moved around the UK a bunch. I lived in Newcastle for a while because my brother moved there before me and it was just easy place. Then I moved to London because London is... Uh, Massive city. Kind of the epicenter. Yeah, it's just a good place to live, especially for foreigners. There's a lot of other foreign people and yeah. tr- people always visit London, so it's a good place to be, to see see friends and that from all over the world. And um, I don't know, Hastings is kind of the, the BMX center of the UK and kind of, I guess, Europe, yeah. really. There's a lot, there's st- good stuff to ride here. I had a few friends here already and... Um, I was looking to buy a place and Hastings was still pretty cheap when I was looking. So it all made, it all fell into place at the, at the right time. How did you end up moving to the UK in the first place? Cause you're, are you from Johannesburg? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm from Johannesburg. I was, I was traveling a little bit. H- how old were you when you first made the move? Well, it would have been seven years ago. Um, so I was 26. So you got pretty far into your BMX career living in South Africa. Yeah, I guess so. Probably as far I mean, as you can get living in South Africa. I think that's what it was, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was happy with what I had done and what I achieved there, but uh, I did kind of want to ride a bit more, and I was getting a little frustrated not having more stuff to ride, more parks. I was really enjoying park riding at the time. And um, life kind of got a bit serious around that age. When you get to that age, it's like you you got you got to kind of either get a job you know figure out figure time, to, time to make some goddamn moves you're not a kid yeah anymore. it's time to just figure out your life a little bit more you know what i mean so i was um i had taken over my brother's bmx shop my brother and a friend of ours started a shop together is that riot yeah okay the riot so yeah so they had this bmx shop it doesn't didn't make a ton of money obviously like bmx shops don't really make a lot of money kind of a passion project yeah in yeah. case if, if, if no one knew that just, <laughs> just to warn you bmx shops don't really make a lot of sorry money. sorry to break the news yeah <laughs> and then when you put one in south africa it uh, really doesn't make a lot of money <laughs> so yeah it was it was tough work i was i studied um i started studying to do video production so i was doing a lot of camera work at the same time so i was doing camera work i was running the bmx shop and i was earning a little bit from riding and then uh, I decided because I was running the shop, I was, we started selling, uh, wholesaling some brands. So we used to import We the People and Eclat, and I started doing Cult. And there was a point where I realized that there was no point in me riding for Mongoose while I was trying to run this business with promoting cult, other brands, promoting like Cult and We the People and stuff as our major brands. And I was actually at the point where I was like maybe going to quit Mongoose and quit riding professionally and focus on the business to try and make it work. But I got a better offer from Mongoose, like saying that if I wanted to carry on riding for them and if I moved over to the UK or to uh, the States, they would help me out more. Was that kind of out of nowhere? Did you talk to him about it before? 
Well, I mentioned to them my plans because I was I didn't have much contact with any of the people in the in the, the states. Yeah. I was mostly just dealing with the distributor in South Africa. Okay. And I told him what I was planning. He was a really cool guy. Like everyone I've ever dealt with at Mongoose has been like super nice, super good to work with. How long have you been writing for Mongoose? God, now it's probably like ten years. That's least. crazy. Yeah, definitely the it's longest, probably eleven years guy maybe. Team, I would say. Yeah, if I consider South Africa. You know, yeah, when I, when I yeah. started with them, like on the on the US team, it's been since I moved over, so seven years. Well, even US team, I mean, half the guys are in England. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's say international team. There you go. Yeah, but um, yeah. So together it was it was ten years. But yeah, so I, I told him my plan, or well, what I was thinking. Told him you, you were know, thinking I wasn't about like, leaving. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't like I'm business. doing this. I was kind of like you know, listen, it's. I've got to make a decision here. This is what I'm thinking. I've got the shop. And I was selling Mongoose bikes in our shop too. So it wasn't like, you know, we, we had a good relationship. Like, it wasn't going to end the relationship. No, just, you no. just felt like you couldn't yeah. fully back them while you're also fully backing other brands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. But um, the guy there, Neil, um, he was a really good dude. He spoke to the guys, the Mongoose guys in the US and he was like, listen, this is what Greg's thinking. Can you guys do anything for him? And I had just been on Megatour with them and uh they kind of needed a team really and i, I is that just, back when yeah. like jj and miles were on yeah god that's weird yeah yeah miles was on just miles was on and then uh they somehow mongoose got on megatour and then they put jj on and then i came over with james ivet bruiser okay yeah and uh that was our team for megatour it was crazy it was like it's a the weird most team yeah the most <laughs> mixed match team ever but we had we had a really good time yeah yeah, it was sick. It was it was fucking. So right. you came over and did that, and they kind of saw value in you and wanted to do some more stuff with you. I think so. Like I had made a few videos. I was I was like I put out my, like a mongoose video before, and they were stoked on that. And yeah, they uh, they they made an offer that meant I would be able to move over and almost survive off of that money. And in turn, you're going to close the shop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it was. It was weird. It was it was a tough decision because yeah, obviously yeah. Cause your like, brother's business that he started and yeah probably the epicenter of BMX in South Africa I would imagine pretty much there were there were some other people doing stuff but in Johannesburg for sure we were uh, we kind of held the scene together yeah. and uh, when when I did leave things kind of stagnated for a few years before yeah. before a few people picked up the pieces and started doing their own thing and yeah it was I mean I still feel a bit you know bummed about that but. Uh, you know, it's a crazy, yeah. I remember sitting back and thinking to myself, like, there was a, a skateboarder in South Africa that, that I idolized. I thought he was, like, unreal. And he went to the States and he, he got offered a pro deal, but he turned it down because he didn't want to live away from his family and he wanted to move back to South Africa. And I remember I was a kid, I was, like, 13. I was so mad at him for that. Yeah. I was like, dude, you just fucking gave up the dream. Those opportunities like, come yeah, around yeah, once, dude. Yeah, people don't get those opportunities. You said, like, no skateboarder from south africa has ever made it like pro you know yeah and um and you got this offer and uh you turn it down i was i was bummed about that and i i was i was young i didn't really understand it yeah and now looking back and i'm like yeah man like it is what it is if that's your decision that's what you value then that's and you never know like where he's at mentally and you never know yeah how good this pro offer was is this pro offer yeah. we'll give you 500 bucks a month if you move to the states or is this yeah. pro offer we'll make sure you can buy a house you know yeah, yeah, you exactly. never know yeah, I, I mean, I, I didn't know, but I was, I was young when that, when that happened. And yeah, when, when this all happened for me and I got the, the offer from Mongoose, I was kind of like, I remembered that. I remember being like, I can't 
piss off my 13 year old self <laughs> like I, I like i can't do that to myself you know what i mean like the kid in me was just like do it do it just fucking do it you have to just do fucking it say yeah it. just see what just happens fucking, just, just do it yeah and uh even then i didn't really make the decision because I, I was i was riding for monster south africa also and so i had a pretty good relationship with them and i spoke to them and i was like what would happen if i left south africa and i moved to the uk and they were like well let us get back to you and literally like the next day the guy was like i've spoken to the guy in europe and uh, I think it was Adam Dason at the time, and they were like, "Yeah, they'll 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 put you on." Wow! And I was like, "No way!" It's just like, kind of I'm, working itself yeah, out. Yeah, on the Monster Europe team, and they're like, "Yeah, they, yeah, they they said they'll send you an offer like pretty soon." And I was like, "Wow, no way, that's insane!" So it all fell together really quickly. So from the time Mongoose made you that offer to the time you packed your shit and moved to England, how much time had passed? Was it pretty quick? I would say it was at least. Six or seven months. Okay, so you had some time to kind of get everything. Yeah, together. it took. I mean, I had to get my visa and stuff, which was okay. That, that took that took a few months. Luckily, my brother had done it already, so he had all the right documentation. Because I I got a. That's why I decided on the UK and not the states. Was um, I have ancestry from the UK? Yeah. So I was able to get an ancestry visa, and that that allowed me like that was much easier than trying to get a work working permit or a sports visa for the that US. That makes sense. Yeah. Also, that one would have run out, whereas the UK one continues okay so like for example the ancestry visa was i just had to prove my ancestors prove i had a job coming up and then i would have this five-year visa no problem and it would be indefinite after that like as long as i was paying my taxes and stuff i would just it would just keep as long as you didn't fuck up they're not coming looking for you basically yeah Yeah. whereas like if i'd gone to the states i would have had to pay a lot more money for like a sports visa or something and then you do it every and then, every four years or whatever. Yeah, and then yeah. the second the con- they would only give it to me for the amount my contracts were, and then it would run up, and then I would have to get another one or leave. Yeah. Whereas the UK, like after five years of living on that ancestry visa, I was able to apply for full um, residency, which which I, which I did. And that kind of makes now. sense to me when you come there and prove you're paying taxes and you're not a dirtbag. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, of course, at, at least exactly. li- living in the states, there's so much controversy amongst uh, illegal immigrants and whatnot, and it's like. I think that a lot of it's kind of shady, but I think a lot of it when people live there their whole lives and they're paying taxes and stuff, it's like, they're fine. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course, yeah. Yeah, I got no problem with that. So like, so where, is your brother still living in the UK? Yeah, is he, he still lives up north in Newcastle. Okay. Yeah. And is that your brother that started the BMX shop? Yeah, that's Brad. Does he have anything to do with BMX at all anymore? Does he ride or anything? Or He still rides a bit. Yeah, he rides. Cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, he still rides a little bit, but um, he rides a lot more mountain bikes now. Okay. But he rides BMX occasionally. He still rips. Like, yeah? Yeah, he's really good. Nice. <laughs> he, what, what does yeah. he seem to think about how far you've taken this ride? Um, he's stoked, of course. Yeah. Like, he's really stoked. Like, we we grew up riding together, and it was always like, we just loved BMX. We traveled. We went on road trips together. It was like, yeah. It was like just having a best mate that's your brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> always my whole life. So it was weird when we actually eventually moved apart. But, yeah, he just he just messaged me yesterday saying how stoked and proud he is of my ex-games part and damn that's cool yeah yeah he's stoked he's like he's he's super he's super how, stoked how stuff. did you guys end up um i mean you've always kind of been a guy that went on a lot of trips heavy travel schedule obscure places kind of not following the beaten path so much how, how did that start um i i've always just loved traveling i think even when you were a kid? Well, when I was a kid, I was, we were really fortunate. My parents would take us like camping pretty much once a month. Like a whole family would just 
go away camping with like a crew like a they were part of like a caravan club <laughs> and okay. uh they would go to different places every month and we'd do that and then once once or twice a year we'd go down to the coast and visit because johannesburg's landlocked yep so it's quite a drive to get to the coast so we'd drive like t- once or twice a year we'd drive down to my uncle's place which was in port alfred or port elizabeth it's like an 11 hour drive and we'd i know in the states that's not long but for people and for the uk <laughs> listeners they know the that's world. a long yeah. that's a long drive but in south africa it's not that bad and so so we traveled a lot when i was a kid so i kind of got used to that and um i think once you once you realize how much how exciting it is being in a new place and an unfamiliar environment meeting new people seeing things you're not used to how you know you get kind of almost addicted to it it's like when I get stuck in one place for too long now, like, like unnoticed, unnoticed myself, like changing. Yeah. Like I need to move. I need to be different places. And, and I like, uh, I like being out of my comfort zone. I like, I like experiencing different things. I like challenging myself. I like, uh, I, I just appreciate the way people, different people live, different people exist. So I like seeing that. I think from the BMX side of things, you always seem to be an explorer of sorts. Always kind of trying to seek out yeah. the weirdest, most obscure spots. Yeah, that's that. That's what I mean. I, I credit that to the people that kind of showed showed me BMX riding in South Africa. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Reynolds, Tyron Bradley, my brother, of course. But yeah, mostly Jimmy Reynolds and Tyron Bradley. Those dudes were like my heroes, and uh, they would. That was always their mission. Like every weekend was a different mission to go and find another crazy spot. You know what I mean? It was like. Now, is that because that was just the mentality or is that because there wasn't a whole lot to ride around where you lived? I think it's both. Yeah. Like we didn't have many skate parks. There was like one or two in Johannesburg and they were pretty shit. So, um, and not, not, not many trails either. Like yeah. Johannesburg was pretty difficult to build trails like land wise. And it was just, it was just tough to build trails. So, and not many skate parks. So it was always going on a mission to find different spots and the city had good stuff. Like if you go into Johannesburg City, you'll find like good rails, good ledges, and that kind of thing. Yeah. But for us, I don't know. We always wanted to find that like something better. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Something more like almost that resemble. I don't know. I think I guess they had their influences too. The, yeah. the T one guys. Yep, yep. The T one guys were a huge influence when they came over to South Africa. It, like made a big, big impact on the scene and. Yeah, I don't know where they got their influences from, but they influenced me a lot. Like we were always, I think there's also those, those spots are available in South Africa. They're there, you know. There is, there's you a, can find the gems. You're not yeah, going to, you're not going to dig yeah. and find nothing. Yeah. I mean, there's still a load of ditches that are untouched that people haven't ridden. Which there. is insane, man. Some of yeah. those ditches are just unreal. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. You always, it's always an adventure. It's like, you know, finding those spots and riding them and it's, as much fun, like the mission to get to those spots and to ride those spots are as rewarding as it is actually riding them. I was talking to somebody about your, your X Games part, and we'll get into that in a minute here. But I was just talking about like the way you do things. It's like, I'd probably enjoy Greg's part damn near just as much if it was just him standing in front of these spots. Like, look, look, <laughs> look what I found. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, just yeah. crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. And I think it's just kind of a breath of fresh air to have somebody seeking those out because they are out there, but it takes that sort of mentality to find them because they're also spread out and they're in yeah. weird corners of the world, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. They're not, they're, it's not easy. It's not easy to find those spots, but I feel the same way. I, so yeah. I get to those spots and I just stand there for a minute and I'm like, what the hell? Like, yeah, I've, yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. I've stood at spots just being like that, that spot and uh, Bilbao, the one that I did that like boneless on. Yep, yep. 
when I got there, I was just like, how is this real? This, this, this shouldn't even be. This is a subrail. Yeah. I was like, why did someone build a skate park in the middle of this tower block? Like somebody, like, somebody was planning for me. Yeah. I was like, yeah, whoever, like, I want to, I want to meet this architect because he's my kind of dude. And I want to see what else he designed. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, like, let me see your portfolio. Yep. Let me get that map. <laughs> drop those pins. Let's, let's find those spots. But, um, is, is your family still in South Africa? Most of them? Most of them. Yeah. 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 My, uh, yeah. So do you still go down there a couple times a year or what's your, your relationship? I go, at, I go at least once a year. Okay. Yeah. I'll try to go twice a year. I'll try to go once for, there's always like some contests that happen around uh, February, March. Is that like the, uh, uh, ultimate X and night harvest? Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. So I try, I try to go, oh, I'll go for that every year and then I try to go for a more of a holiday vacation kind of thing to visit the family. Yeah. And, yeah. That's usually December time when all the family kind of gets together and celebrates Christmas and stuff. And obviously that's summer down there. Okay. So it's like a really good time. A nice of escape year. from Hastings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Winter up here, summer down there, it's perfect time to get away and to just chill out down there. Do you um do you see yourself living in the UK for the rest of your life or do you see yourself going back to South Africa or what's your mentality there? Is it too hard to say? Yeah, that's that's a tough one. I, I, I don't know. You don't strike me as the type of guy that I would think would be a big, big priority to buy a home to, if that makes sense. Yeah. You just kind of seem like you're kind of wandering and doing whatever, but then you're like responsible guy that buys a home in Hastings. <laughs> yeah, That's not really a know. question, just kind of an interesting observation. You know, most people with that, yeah, it's probably, that traveler mentality are just kind of like, yeah, I guess so. Afraid of getting locked down, but it's a super responsible thing. Now you own something. Yeah. I own something. <laughs> I own something, but I still travel and, uh, I, I mean, yeah, I've also, I've been with my, my girlfriend for, uh, seven years, six, six years, pretty much. And she's English. No, she's actually Estonian. Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah. Did you meet her Estonian. at, uh, no, I didn't meet her at Simple Session. Okay, good. That question. As soon as anyone hears that she's Estonian, they're like, oh, you guys met at Simple Session. Like, no, we didn't, we didn't meet at Simple Session. That means it can last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is she, she, did you meet her there or here? Where do you meet her at? I met her in, uh, I actually met her at NAS. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Much better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we met at NAS. We didn't really hang out for a while. And then I started seeing her in London like six or seven months later. And we just hung out in London loads. And was she, she was living in London? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. She was living. She's been living in the UK for a lot longer than me. She's been living here about eight, nine years now. Is, is this whole Brexit thing, if this happens, is that going to screw you guys over at all? I don't think so. Okay. It, it won't screw me over because my... Uh, You're through the UK. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. through the UK and I have ancestry. Mm-hmm. Now I have a residency, which is pretty much indefinite. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I can always stay here. If I leave for three years, then they can revoke it if they gotcha. want Gotcha, gotcha. Um, it's unlikely. I can apply for citizenship right now if I want and I'll get it. My brother just got it. Oh, cool. Yeah, so he's he'll have like a British passport very soon. That's probably probably good, I would assume. Yeah, yeah, it's much easier. easier Much easier to travel. You have to, unless you pay for it, you have to relinquish your South African citizenship. Gotcha. Gotcha. Did he do that then? He relinquished it. I think he did. Yeah, I think there were there were some other reasons. Like South Africa is trying to enforce this expat um, tax. Gotcha. Which means we'd have to pay like loads of tax there. there. Yeah. Yeah, that's stupid. Which kind of it's, it's rubbish. It's bullshit. It's funny when nations are. The U.S. Corrupt. does that, though. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, the U.S. is probably the worst in the world. Yeah, Weird yeah. shit like that. But, yeah, yeah it's, it's naughty. insane. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't think Brexit will... It might it might make things a little trickier for her because she's European. Yeah. But uh, she's lived here for long enough yeah. that it shouldn't really. She, yeah. She'll more than likely have to just pay for some kind of visa or something. And yep. it won't be too expensive. Yeah. Yeah. 
That makes sense. Let's talk about the old uh, X Games part. Okay. So I know that uh, you weren't incredibly thrilled with it, was kind of the word going into it. How, how do you feel about it after it happened? I kind of feel the same. I mean, I'm, I'm stoked on the video. Yeah, like, I think it turned out with... fucking awesome. I think yeah, thank you, you killed it. I think Mike killed it behind the lens. I think it, oh, yeah, it was Mikey, Mikey really, it. really, really well put together, enjoyable yeah. watch. Cool thank spots, you. you know. Um, yeah, thank you very but much. But I know if you go into something with certain expectations, yeah, you know, and it, well, there's just like, I mean, we we managed to put a video together. Yeah, uh, that's that's basically what happened. But the we had we had a long time to shoot. Well, a long time. I say a long time, but for a usual video part, it's not that long. We had six months to film it. Yeah, a video part usually takes a year or two years sometimes. You know, video parts usually longer than a minute and a half. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so it is a shorter video. Yeah. So so there wasn't that much stress going into it, but. For the first month of it, I was injured, so. So your time's already cut short. It was already cut short, but we weren't stressing about it. Mikey was also really busy, and it wasn't you know we weren't stressed about it. We like we still got plenty of time. We had, I mean, I know how how much footage we can kind of expect from a trip, especially if I go into it knowing what spots we're going to ride. And it's like, just you. It's kind of about you. Yeah, it's yeah, not, exactly. Yeah. And we had we had pretty much four trips planned for it, um, which was China. Well, Spain, China, South Africa, and then possibly another trip to France. Okay. Um, so those were the four trips we had planned, and we started filming around the UK. We did a few. We, we filmed a few clips. It didn't go great, but we got some stuff. And then we went to Spain, and that was really good. That's where we got the ditch stuff and the Bilbao stuff. And then we went to China. So we we were we were looking like we had a good start, and uh, then we went to China. And day one of shooting was that crash. Day one was trying to jump the unjumpable yeah. fence. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that fence was definitely jumpable. Yeah. I just, I just bunny up like a dickhead. Yeah, I think I had again. like because I was doing that up rail right before it. It was yeah. uh, you up rail hop over right. Yeah. So yeah. it was up rail. I had to hop over. I had to up rail and hop over so I could get the angle. Oh, okay, that was for the angle. Yeah. Okay. I had to get the angle to pedal at the at the fence gap and. Um, <clears throat> I think I had just done the up rail so many times that my body was just accustomed to bunny hopping at that angle. Yep, yep. And that's just what happened. Like, I fucking, like, it took me a good three months after the crash before I could actually even think about it so properly. Was that the only <laughs> clip from China? Yeah. Dude, that's so crazy. Yeah, that pretty much ended the ended the project for us. Okay. So we had to just. I wasn't sure how bad the injury was, and. Uh, when I when I eventually saw the surgeons in the UK, they were like, "Yeah, you're going to be off for like three to eight months." And I was like, "No, that's not." No, yeah, that's not working for me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "No, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and make that like two and a half months, and I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go and film like another two weeks." Yeah. And like, How, I was I was really optimistic about it. But, were you Were you in the hospital for multiple days from that? Well, I mean, right after the crash, I went to the hospital in China. That crash That crash was fucked, man. Like that was gnarly. Yeah, I had to because I didn't know how bad it was when it happened. Obviously, just yeah. still running off adrenaline and stuff. Did knock you out. No, I don't think it knocked me out. I've got a, I think I've, I've kind of put a little bit of out of, out of the, of the memory out of my head because yep. of how almost traumatic it was. You gotta, you gotta jump more big shit. You can't have that in your head. Yeah. No, no. I'm <laughs> fine now. I'm fine now. I'm all right now. But for a while, like I couldn't even think about it. And I think because that I blocked a little bit of it out. Yeah. Like the whole ride home and stuff. I can't remember that. Like back to, back to the UK? No, no. So okay, from that. From the, from, because that was outside a stadium. This is the thing. This is why I, actually, I know where that spot is. I've been to that spot. Yeah. Yeah. But the, like we went and looked at that spot the day before or two days before that, maybe. I, I think it was the day before. And I was like, yeah, 
I didn't tell Mikey I wanted to do that. Okay. But when we went back the next day, some of the stuff around the spot had changed. Like some of the fencing and stuff had all changed because it was a construction site. So it's kind of a work in progress. You so, have X amount of time. Yeah, so things are changing. And I looked at this. I was like, fuck, I'm going to, like, I'm not going to leave this another two days. I got to do this now. Like, get it done. And I also knew, like, if I get this done, the rest, of, the, the rest of the trip's going to be sick. Like, yeah. I know I'm going to be stoked. Yeah. I'm going to be hyped. I'm going to fucking send it. And I know I've got something in the bag. I'm stoked on Something really fucking solid. Yeah, like, bag. if I went to China and just got that clip and I pulled it. Nobody's bummed. I would have been all right Nobody's with that. Nobody's bummed. Like, yeah. I would have known, right, right, we got two weeks in South Africa coming <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, we yeah. got that France trip coming up. It's all good. It's all good. But, um, and what's funny is, like, at, at no point, this, this is the weird thing. Usually, like, if I'm scared of something or if I'm nervous of something, I'll... I mean, I was nervous of it, but I start thinking like of the, I might start thinking about the possibilities of what could go wrong. Yeah. You know, that's, and that's the worst place you can be. That's when things start getting like really scared, scary to try. And that's when you're second guessing yourself and you're like, yep, yep. at no point did I second guess myself with this one. I was like, I fucking got this. Full confidence. Like I know how fast I can pedal. I know how much I can bunny up. I know I can get over that fence. I was like, yeah. if I get this hop, the rail and I hop over it right and I'm in the right place, I'm hopping over that fence. Yeah. And it's going to be fine. Yeah. It's, you know. Um, so that's what's so crazy. When I, when, I, when I hopped and I knew I was going to crash, I was just like, what? what just this happened? isn't supposed to happen. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, this is like, this is not what, this is not what I planned. <laughs> there's, dude, there's no way of getting out of that easy. There's no, just no way. No. I think the fence gave in a little bit. And if it didn't, I would have been worse off even. But, yeah. But man, that, that was like two broken wrists, fractured hip. My helmet was like cracked in half. Like, Damn. Yeah, but we we ended up riding back apparently to um to our apartment. We were oh, staying. so you pedaled back. We pedaled back, wow. which is I assumed it was like two miles, but Mikey told me later it was five miles. Wow. So we, we pedaled a good distance back, like through the city of Chengdu. That's gnarly. Like That's yeah, really gnarly. Yeah, back. And um there was a pharmacy across the road from our uh from our apartment we were staying and they helped me clean up all the cuts and wounds and stuff and they were just they were just like what the fuck's just happened to you <laughs> like these little chinese women they're not speaking english i had a friend with me a south african friend he's over there teaching english okay he could he could get he could get by with enough uh, mandarin to kind of nice yeah you know, speak speak to people so he was helping us out and he was uh they were just like thinking i was in a car accident or something yeah <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they helped me they cleaned me up and we went back to the apartment and after about an hour i was like i need to go to hospital like I, I knew something was something was up, so we went back to the pharmacy. We were like, "Where's the hospital?" And they just pointed across the road, like next to our apartment. No way. Like, There's the hospital. Wow. <laughs> I was like, oh. "Why did I stand here and get yeah. cleaned up for all these that's, hours?" <laughs> uh, yeah, that's convenient. So we went in there, and that was a that was a trip, man. Yeah. Chinese hospitals are crazy. I've talked to a handful of people that have had to have that experience. Yeah. It's just, I guess there's some that are like, I don't know if there's different levels of hospitals there, but some are kind of international and have some good speaking yeah. and some are just like, no, you're in China, dude. Yeah. Like, was this one pretty much? This was China. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This was a, yeah, this was crazy. When they, they gave me the forms to go up to radiology to get my x-rays, we went up there and we were just looking around like I could see the the sign that said radiology like that's that's where we got to get the x-rays done but there was no one around so we're like walking around we can't see anyone and we turn a corner and we like peek our heads into this room and there's just like two guys just in there like chain smoking cigarettes <laughs> like with white lab coats on we like what's up dude we just like show them the form and they look at it and the guy like just stomps out his cigarette and he just like 
basically grabs me by the hand and takes me for an extra. I'm like, oh, you're the dude. <laughs> you're smoking a cig. <laughs> I feel good about this. Yeah, yeah. You We're in the hospital smoking in a cig, and you're the guy that's going to X-ray me. And uh, yeah, first they just X-rayed that arm, and they told me it was pretty bad. I went back down to the the doctor, saw him. He kind of explained that it's you know it's broken. And he was like, no, you need, uh, we think you need surgery. So you got to go get a CT scan. So I went up for the CT scan. And at this point, they put both arms in. So I was like full Superman position going into like, you know, the whole unit. And then when he came out, he's like, oh, you've, you've got, you've broken both your wrists. Fuck, that's gnarly. <laughs> I was like, oh man, this sucks. And then saw the specialist and he was like, told us I need to stay a week for surgery. Uh, yeah i just said no i was like i'm gonna go home yeah do you go to england from there yeah i flew straight back to the uk so you change your flight and come home early and everything yeah good yeah 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 Yeah. he put he put a cast on my my left wrist which is the one that had surgery on and he started putting one on the right wrist and i was like no that doesn't feel that bad so we took that off because i knew i needed to travel and i was like let me get home yeah i'm not traveling with two casts on that's crazy yeah um so yeah how was how was the hip was that pretty painful not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Not. A, I think the the wrist kind of just overpowered that pain. But it wasn't that bad. I, I mean, I'm not. They said it was from that crash, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was from from something else. Gotcha. But gotcha. When I look at the crash, I'm like, it was probably from that crash. It, it, I'm sure it didn't help. <laughs> no. I mean, it was still it was still sore. Like the thing is, everything else, like my right wrist was, like within four weeks, it was fine. It felt okay. Yeah. Like it felt good. My hip felt good within four weeks. But the, my left wrist was still, you know, still Just was not good. Yeah, yeah. Because surgery on that one and stuff, so it, it took that one took a while. So by the time that was good, everything else was fine. Like you know, everything else was completely. So done. by the time you were good, your deadline had already passed for the X Games project. Um, were you able to get any more clips or no? So basically, when the doctor gave me told me that the bone was healed, because he told me it was going to be like, could be. He told me it could. It's possible that it might not heal at all he was huh. like this is your scaphoid there's barely any blood supply going on there it's possible that it's not going to heal at all but the screws in there it'll hold it in place you'll be okay within eight months the pain will be gone and you can ride your bike but i i had a lot of recommendations for people from people telling me to go for this uh like magno laser laser therapy okay yeah and uh magno laser therapy well it's magno therapy with like an infrared laser that sounds like magno laser therapy to me exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> i thought it was all crazy but the people that were suggesting it had had first-hand experience yeah they weren't like people just saying i've heard about this you know it was like a crazy Le- name it must be yeah good. yeah lima eltham like told me he he did his wrist in and uh he was riding within three or four weeks okay um, wow and a few other people i had like three or four people suggested uh declan brooks uh, he told me about it. Alex Colborn told me about it. So, so it's pretty uh, hot in the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went in there. It was cra- it was it was crazy. I was expecting like this fancy building. It was going to be like really posh and like you know talking to this robots. Is, like really high tech. You know, it sounded to me like I was like I'm going to have magno laser therapy. It's going to yeah, be crazy. Yeah. But it was just this really modest little house in Ipswich. And I walked in, and the second I walked in, I just saw all these photos of a uh, like motorbike like motocross races and stuff like pictures they had sent in and signed like, to the doctor thanks for saving my yeah life. thanks yeah. for like saving you know saving thanks career. for fixing my my wrist or whatever it was like so i was like okay this is obviously the right place but so i did that and i also started go- i went to uh, i went once a week to hyperbaric oxygen chamber oh wow okay so that's just like basically breathing in pure oxygen for an hour 
under increased atmospheric pressure. So you just sit there and exist. You just sit there and breathe. Yeah. That's gotcha, it. And gotcha. they, they increase the, it's like a sealed, fully sealed chamber and yep. they in, increase the atmospheric pressure while you've got like a breathing mask on. So is your whole body you in there? Or just, or just, whole body. Okay. Whole body's in there. You're just sitting in a big chamber. You could, like I've been in there with six people before. Oh, wow. Okay. There's six of you in there all with masks on just like reading magazines and breathing. I've heard of a lot of high-level athletes doing that for recovery. Yeah, it, it helps. It like yeah. increases the oxygen flow through your um, through your veins, so the blood flows around much quicker. Make you faster. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So between all of that, like I did that. I started doing that right after the surgery, and after two weeks, I had my checkup with the GP with the surgeon that did the surgery, and I told him about it, and he was like, "Oh, this is this stuff. This is magic. We don't believe in this. <laughs> like, if it was real, we'd all be doing it. Like, blah blah blah." And he was like, "Just just come back in another four weeks for your your checkup again for your X ray." So I went back in four weeks. Now this but is you kept doing all your yeah yeah okay. I, kept, I kept all doing your crazy uh, yeah, witch doctor shit. Well, I did the magnotherapy once. That was like three sessions, once off, one day done. Okay, and then gotcha. I went to the hyperbaric oxygen chambers every week for uh, for a month. Okay, so four times, four times, four or five times, and then went for my like now I went for my six week checkup where the surgeon was expecting to possibly put me in a cast again, and he did the X ray and he has a look at it and he's like. First thing he says is like, I can see his confusion. He's like yeah, looking yeah. at the x-ray on the screen and he's like, <laughs> he turns to me, he's like, well, when did you have your surgery? And I tell him the date and he's like, hmm. So he scrolls back. He's like scrolling back through my x-rays now. And he's like, yep, yep. It really was that bad. He's like, well, this is remarkable. I don't know how you've done it, but your bone is fully healed. Wow. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah. And like at that point, I just wanted to tell him, I was like, well, I told you I was going to do this stuff. Yeah. yeah and yeah. you told me it doesn't work. And now it's worked. But, um, it's yeah. either a huge coincidence or what you did worked, you know? It's yeah, one of two exactly, things. Exactly. I don't know. But I mean, I was, I was eating pretty healthy. I, I wasn't drinking or anything like that at the time yeah. either. I, was, I just, I was like really focused on healing. But so when he told me at that point, he was like, right, it's your bone is healed. You can uh, like start getting your motion back and stuff. And this was now, that was the 4th of January. Our deadline was like beginning of February. Okay. And um, bear in mind, like I had been six weeks in the cast, so I'd lost like all my muscle in my yep, left arm. Yep. I hadn't been on a bike now for eight, seven or eight weeks. Need your solid week or two just to get the feeling back. And Man, I needed like, yeah. But it was still really painful. There was still a lot of pain. So I think then um, I just started doing, I started swimming. I just started doing loads of swimming and like trying to get it strong. And then... I went for another checkup and he was like, right, x-rayed me again. He's like, right, you can start riding your bike gently. And this is like another two weeks after that. And I started riding and uh, it just wasn't right. Like it just, yeah. it just really hurt. Like anything I did like hurt and it was locked. Like there was no movement on my wrist, which made riding really awkward. Yeah, like I couldn't, yeah. like if you, if you stand on your bike and you like you're on your pedals and you put your hands on your bike and you stand up, you'll notice that your arm like fully bends and your wrist is like fully bent. My left arm was just straight. So I had like gotcha. one bent arm, one fully straight arm and it was, it was really weird. Um, but I told Mike, I was like, man, we got to try a film another clip. I was like, cause he, he had put the video together. Yeah. Remember this is about the X games part. <laughs> Sorry. We've been just going off about it. No, no, no. This is all um, relevant. Also oxygen relevant. chambers and all sorts of shit. But, but, um, so yeah, I said to Mike, I was like, right. I, I've been I've been given the go ahead. My bone is healed. It's not feeling good, but let's let's try 
book that last like that last four days before deadline like take that off we're gonna try shoot something he's like are you sure man like we don't have to you can we'll just submit the video like this and i was like no we'll try and uh yeah so we we i tried to write i kept writing i kept writing didn't feel that good but i got to the point where i could i could ride around i could ride the ball at source a little bit and so we went to we went to france and with the intention of riding this one curve war ride then that big one that really big long one no that's the thing like this this one that we went there for was much smaller but way more technical okay it was it was weird it was like a cradle it was like a street cradle. oh wow okay yeah it was like a curve war ride cradle kind of thing it was really crazy okay i still want to go back to that but you try it and it just didn't work i out, didn't or? try it i was i was a bit nervous i wasn't ready for it like i yeah. could tell that it was going to be a really awkward thing. And I would more than likely have to jump off my bike a couple of times. Yeah. Like before. And I you weren't, weren't in the shape to do that. I wasn't at all. Not even close. And uh, if I landed it, it was very likely that I was going to land front wheel heavy in between like a bank and a flat bottom. Gotcha. And that was like the last thing my body could take at that yeah, time. So, yeah. so we, um, we went looking for some other spots and we managed to film... There's like a tire slide I do in the beginning of my section. So we filmed that and then the big curve wall ride. So it was just a random find. We, we found that, yeah, like one of the locals that's took a, us. That's a pretty banger clip. That, that spot was unreal. Yeah. And um, what, what city is that in? That's in Brussels. Oh, so in, Belgium. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Brussels. And it's like, it's right at the top of a building on the top floor, parking lot, top floor. There was no one up there. Wow. We were just like, we were in the middle of the city like overlooking like all Dude, the other that's, buildings that's gnarly one perfect with your, weather with a wrist problem having to haul haul that much ass at a wall yeah but it's it, pretty it, terrifying it, it was scary and I, I took a few crashes but it wasn't that technical for me curve war rides are kind of like i'm not that scared of them i've done a lot of curve war rides yep. As, yep. a normal curve war ride is pretty much just go fast lean over lift your front wheel get your angle right and hold on yeah, yeah. and that's it and just go fast basically yep. and do what you need to do but yeah, there's a bunch of muck at the bottom of that one. I ended up crashing into that once. I got a blowout one time. One time I hit it so hard that my foot just blew off and I just fucking. So you were actually up there quite a while working on it. It took a few goes to get it, to get it right, but it was definitely like, it was, it was the biggest one I'd done. And I look back on that now. I'm like, how did I do that in that condition? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? We got the clip and when we put it in there. It, it it helped so much with the section, yeah. Like, especially the pedaling clip. The pedaling clip up to it, like, yeah. it makes such a difference in the video. Reflecting on your part, that is one of the more standout clips. One of the ones yeah. that I first saw it. I remember thinking, like, that's one of the biggest curve arts I've ever seen done. Ooh. I'm guessing there are other ones, you know, around that size that have been done, but that was one of the biggest ones that stands out to me. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's definitely the biggest one I've done. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure people have done bigger. Greg is pouring wine. Some of uh, Hastings' finest red. I might steal a splash of that. Thank you, sir. No worries. I'm not much of a wine drinker, but, you know, I'll try to fit in. Well, we've just had Bunch of Italian dinner and uh, we had red wine there, so I thought I'd keep it going. Yeah, no, you're a gentleman. No, I the like red wine. Casiero del Diablo. That's it, yeah. Some of the best. Mm -hmm. It's all right. So, X Games part. Hey, cheers to uh, fucking wrists feeling better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels pretty good. How, how, far, how long after that trip did you start feeling normal? You weren't standing on your bike weird with your wrist not bent. I think like now only. So just now? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's taken, so this, it's this taken months, man. Crash was in like December of last year and it's yeah. middle of May. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Is this the worst injury you've ever gone through? 
Yeah, I'd say so. And it just so happens to be right during this huge opportunity. Right in the middle of X Games, yeah. It's awesome you can still pull it together. Yeah. And yeah. put out what you did. You I, know? Man, I had, there were weeks when I was like, I couldn't sleep. And I was waking up like cold Due to like sweats. anxiety or like... Yeah, I think yeah. so. Because there was a point where like, obviously Stu Johnson asked, he's the guy that puts the X Games project together. He was like... Like, I had to tell him about the injury straight away. It's of part of the deals. Like, you know, if you're part of the contest, you're going to Do they bring in an alternate still? I know they used to. Um, I don't think they had one lined up, but he okay. was, he had people in mind. Yep. And he was going to, he like, you know, it was, it was really soon after the injury happened when I had to make the call. Like, am I going to submit a section or am I going to pass it on to someone else? Yeah. And, so, uh, so before the China trip, you'd stack some pretty heavy stuff though. We had a few things, yeah. Yeah, because if that was the majority of the part, the majority of the part's really good, most of that had to have happened before. Yeah. Everything other than the that the big curve war ride and one tie. So you were sitting on, what's a minute and a half video, minus the lifestyle, you're probably sitting on a minute of good footage. I mean, to be honest with you, three of the clips in that section, I was like 100% convinced I wasn't going to use. Really? Yeah. For sure. I was like, as soon as we got more stuff, this stuff's coming out. Like, yeah. You know, it was your filler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hundred percent, and um, yeah, I, like I'm happy with the stuff, but I just wanted more. Yeah, I just wanted better stuff. I just wanted more. I didn't want to end it with a crash, obviously. Yeah, which kind of sucks. And then also they used that 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 crash and the <laughs> it teaser. It wasn't even like a big shock. Yeah, so it's like when my section came out, it was like, oh, we, we've seen your ender already. But, but uh, the hard part about <laughs> that is, if it wasn't in the teaser, I think people would be expecting the music to stop and then you pull it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Just like at least when it's the teaser, you kind of know it's coming. I was thinking about it, and I think there could be other ones, but. Um, ironically, we just had dinner with Will Stroud and I remember being with Will Stroud filming the Odyssey video a long time ago and Gary Young's last clip, he tried that S curved wall ride mm. and he didn't pull that. And the mm. clip was still like his ender. Yeah. I think it's the first, obviously yours was a gnarly crash. Gary got really close to pulling that, but like in my memory, the two like enders were, it wasn't actually pulled. Yeah. <laughs> kind of crazy, but yeah, it's a weird thing, but I mean, people need to realize that it's, you know, it's not. That's what happens. Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah. And if that's like the most impactful clip you've got, then that's that's what comes at the end. Oh, I, I completely agree. Yeah. You know, I think... If you think about Baz's, you know... I was Baz, about to bring up Baz's. Yeah, Baz's yeah. walls thing. Like, when people talk shit on that, I want to slap them in the face. Yeah. I'm like, motherfucker, you will... No one, no one else will ever try that. And, no and, one ever and in I the think, world And I think the, the issue that I see with that is... Baz never came out and said, pull this perfect and try to pull a fast on no. anybody. He's like, this is what happened and we documented yeah. it. It was fucking crazy. Yeah, 100%. It was fucking crazy and it was documented yeah. as it was. I might be biased, but yeah. I was there when he did that and the second he took off, <laughs> like I was looking at the scene like, is he going to actually do this? Because I was like, you, 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 are, you are mad. And that's coming from you. You're the type of guy that rides kind of similar setups yeah. to that. I love so, gap to so, so when you're like, saying like this is fucking insane, that means a lot more than... Me looking at a photo saying this is fucking insane. No, that is the gnarliest thing I've ever witnessed. Wow. Like, it was... It's unreal. Like, that was... Like, I've had dreams where I've done stuff like that and I've woken up woken up sweating. Yeah. Like, this, shit, yeah. this is crazy. You know, that kind of dream where you're like, I'm falling from the sky? Like, you kind of wake up freaking out a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. yeah this is... Uh, that was like that. And, like, Baz, Baz pretty much did that. <laughs> he... Uh, if, if you... If anyone ever gets the the chance to go to that spot go there and have a look at it is it's, it in london or where it's in it? croydon london okay. like south london yeah go go have a look at that it's it's unreal but yeah baz is a maniac for trying that that's uh but if, if i was going to trust anyone to try it and put it, it would be him yeah he's got that weird 
relationship with his bike and weird yeah. transitions and stuff. Like, yeah. Baz has a very, very, very impressive resume. Yes, he does. As far as like, he's one of those guys if somebody throws out like, oh, Baz is one of the greatest ever. I'd be like, I don't know. But then you break it down in his resume and it's like, holy shit, those are big standouts. Yeah. You know, it'd be yeah. like if there was a band that you kind of flew under the radar, but they had like 10 number one songs. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah, exactly. It's fucking really incredible stuff. This yeah, ba- it's unreal. And ba- some of the stuff that he can, that he's done and that he can do on a bike, you wouldn't even believe. It's crazy. Like he's, he's like Ruben in that sense. Like he's yes. done, he's done yes. it all. You know what I mean? Like you think about like, okay, most people listening to this might not even know Ruben's sections, but from what I grew up with Ruben riding, it was like, you know, his ethnic sections and yeah. stuff, him doing big gaps of war rides and things like that. And, uh, but then you hear the stories about when he started and he was doing like 360 double. First guy to like do that, yeah. First guy to do that and stuff like that. It's first like, first yeah. guy to do double whip. I don't, was he the first to do a three double whip? I don't know. Maybe he was. I, I'm definitely I, not going to. Yeah, I don't know. I, there's some, like, some history there and I think I had yeah. this conversation recently and I should know. I'll ask Dennis McCoy. He'll tell you. <laughs> he did the first five tap. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. He'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, it, does Baz live in Hastings? Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. I rode with him this morning. No shit. Yeah. I got to hit him up. Yeah. I, uh, we were always meaning to do a podcast, and we were going to do one this year in uh, Australia, and he ended up not going, the Vans event. Oh, yeah, of course. Things changed there. Yeah. yeah. He was doing the live stream. No, that's not happening anymore. So Is that a Red Bull TV deal, or do you know what that... I'm not sure what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I'll ask Baz. No idea. I'll put it all on him. As far as I know, it makes the whole contest run a bit better yeah. with, without the live stream, because like, okay. they can keep it a bit more loose. I get that. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. that's what I heard. There's and... no schedule. Yeah, you know, you know, when someone wants to try something at the end of a run and people are stoked to see something, but there's TV schedules and you're like, no, get off the course. Like that's, you know, it's that tough sucks. though, but that's the best way for somebody that can't be there to take it all in. I know. I know. Especially, I mean, especially with somebody yeah. like Baz talking you through it, you know, it's, it's ups and downs. There's no right or wrong, you know? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I love, I love a good live stream of a contest. Like if I'm at home doing nothing and I know. I'll like see someone post on Instagram. Oh shit, the live stream is about to go on this contest. I'm like, oh sick. I'm biased though, man, because sometimes I'll watch one. Like, I've definitely sat at home before and, like, watched Simple Session. And there'll be times when somebody's trying their last trick ten times and it's on the live stream and their last trick sucks. <laughs> it's just, like, some fucking C-level Lithuanian pro trying some bullshit. And I'm like, dude, I'm up at six in the morning. I don't need to see you try a fucking truck to fake you on a wedge ten times. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, you know, everyone needs their time to shine. They do. They do. I, and but the, that, that's, the, that's the thing. I, that, like, in a live stream, that's what's awkward about it. But if yeah. you're there in the moment, people are probably like, this dude's cool. And there's energy. Yeah, yeah. You know, they yeah, wanted, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. probably got homies in the crowd, like screaming out, like, you know, like killing their voices. Yeah. They probably all wasted from like two nights ago still. <laughs> and like they're all shouting and it's just like, you know, that's the vibe and it's sick. And Yeah. And it's hard to convey that through the live stream. But yeah. And that's, you know, BMX is so much about that. Like it's not always about how gnarly the trick is and the sense of what everyone in the world can do. It's often just about how gnarly it is and what you can do. Yeah. And like how you feel about it. And yeah, if you're pushing yourself, then that can be just as, it's as rewarding for some kid learning a biospin is as rewarding as, you know, for him, as rewarding as it for me doing like a big gap to wall or something. But not when I'm up at five in the morning watching no, a live right. stream. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> no, but I totally agree. Totally agree. That's good why you make highlight videos. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, can cut, you can cut that stuff out. Something like that now. But I, uh, what, what do you think of the other uh, X Games entries? I assume you watched all of them. Yeah, of course. I think they were they were sick. They were unreal, man. Of course. We could sit here and say a lot of good things, but give me a couple of things that stood out to you. Um, Gary's three sixty. I mean, Corey. Gary Corey's yeah. Corey's three sixty was 
insane. That was awesome. Yeah. Kind of an iconic spot too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was I was hyped to see that. Um, for me, Simone's part was unreal. Yeah, I know. This, you know, people maybe would not expect that of me because it's not the way I ride it at all in any sense. But maybe that's why it's so amazing to me. Like, I think every single clip in his section was like mind blowing. Yeah, and um, he has a pretty he has a undefinable amount of bike control. Yeah, it's it's just it blows like every clip blows my mind. Controls like, his like, bike in ways that nobody's yeah. ever controlled a bike before. Yeah, he's super creative and he's innovative, which. Which is it's a good combination, yeah. And 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 he's got the the skill on the bike, so it's and and he looks good doing it. You know, it's not he like does. He's not muscling that <laughs> stuff around like when he does something that's like un unbelievably like skillful. It takes so much like you know strength and skill and ability, but he just makes it look like he's just chilling. There's a lot of tricks that he kind of did first we're kind of put on the map a lot of the kind of bonky mm. stuff and a lot of like the doing a three and bonking my front peg on the ledge and stuff yeah. and it's just funny how like he did that and just how quickly after it got hot you know what i mean he's yeah, he's yeah, kind of exactly. had that magic touch and kind of pioneered a lot of modern day trends and whatnot you know and yeah he opens it up doesn't he like unlocks the key and then yeah the next minute, like, like oh no this is actually shit. possible it's, it's crazy in this day and age when you see somebody do something like when he did like a three down a set to like ice chink the up vertical pole at the end or whatever yeah like that's something that I never really, I guess I didn't think it was impossible, but it just never entered my brain. No, exactly. You know, and I'm 32 years old and I've had, you know, been a part of BMX for the majority of my life. I, it's it's weird when you think about things that just make so much sense, but they were just never yeah. there in your brain. Yeah. Do you remember when like a nose manual or a gnarly bossman was like unreal? And then two months later, everyone did it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I remember, um, I think it was Road Fools 9 came through Las Vegas and I was a kid and Stephen Hamilton was on it. It was when, when Hamilton was pretty new. And I don't know if you remember the clip, but it was at a skate park and he nose manualed up a ledge. Yeah. And it was like, it didn't make sense. We were all like, he must have front brakes. And everybody's looking at his bike and they're like, what the hell? It just doesn't make sense. And then <laughs> he, you go, he, he was one of those guys too. He yeah, did that, he did that yeah, with yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. stuff, didn't he? Yeah. And, you go, and then you go back and watch, you know, go to that park today and there's 10 kids nose wheeling up that ledge, you know, yeah, like just un, so unreal. before it's time. Just like, like you said, he unlocked it. Yeah. Found that secret code and then everybody yeah. else can kind of figure it out. But like. Somebody has to go figure that shit out. It's shared consciousness, man. Yeah. Once someone opens it up, then it's like, you know, it's available. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Even like it, uh, with park riding, like the cash roll, you know, like yeah. just this weird, I still don't get that. Trip. Shit. I don't get it either, but no way. That's crazy. It happened, I, I didn't, was... I didn't get that. Like that, that hasn't entered my brain yet. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, but, but probably just, never will either. Just the way that you can see that as soon as it's kind of shown that it can be done, there's just random kids that you and I have never heard of that can do yeah. it. Uh, oh, that's how you do it. Cool. Oh, okay. So you just kind of twist like this in the air. And... Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. That's that, exactly that, what that you do. Cash roll doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. There's a lot of shit like that. that just doesn't make sense. And then just kind of works yeah hard 180s out of crank arm grinds and shit like that like oh, yeah. just don't even get it <laughs> yeah weird yeah yeah, yeah uh, you know good shit i liked up, uh guys? i really kind of go on the opposite end of the spectrum i really enjoyed jordan hango's part oh yeah of course he had some really 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 heavy stuff in there and unless i'm mistaken i don't think i've seen much from him in a while no i think he's a little bit more under the radar than yep. a lot of guys so yep so yeah, he's not he's not quite as out there, which was awesome because yeah, he's one of I the guys. I was stoked he was invited when I heard he was writing it. Like I've I've been a fan and uh, seen little bits here and there of him. Yeah, don't, I don't know him personally or anything. No, but, neither yeah, do I. I've seen a little bit here and there. And, yeah, his section was good. That 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 ender was savage. That ender. Yeah, that was just. He had a couple clips. That one gap to rail. I think maybe it was the second to last clip or third to yeah. last clip. Just looked totally blind right into like a super burly rail. Like was that not the ender? 
No, the Ender was like a weird, like feeble, a brick ledge drop. Oh yeah, yeah which yeah, was yeah, fucking yeah. insane. Yeah, that was also crazy. Yeah, yeah. no, I was thinking of that blind. There were a bunch of them in there that were yeah, like, yeah, yeah was crazy. a handful of those clips could have ended that part, but that was a yeah, pretty incredible section. They were all yeah. they were all really good. It was you were in good company. I think there. the whole contest is is a really good idea. I agree. It's sick. I agree, and I, I like what you did, and I think you kind of took a different approach with it, kind of trying to go for the uh, natural transition aspect. You know, yeah, that's what I ride. That's why I like riding. Like I love finding spots. You know, it's like finding unique, interesting spots. Yeah, like for me, that's that's my kind of street riding. Like looking for stuff like that, going and searching for it, and finding that kind of stuff. So. Which is, you know, I think it's important with an event like that to showcase these different types of street riding. Yeah, and you know, there's not. I just... guess so. That yeah, when Stu invited me, I was like, you know, I was kind of like, are you sure, man? Like. <laughs> you know i don't really ride rails and ledges so much anymore like it's not really my thing and he's like no just do your thing and i was like all right cool <laughs> i can do that yeah i'll do my thing and you know? if you like it you like it yeah I don't, i'm not you know i'm not out there trying to impress anyone but myself like, yeah I, I, like of course i want like i'm happy if people are stoked but i want to be stoked more than anyone like I, when i ride i put my it's the pressures from myself yeah not from anyone else and i think that's the only way you can really always win yeah, or, yeah. Kill or always lose because <laughs> or just destroy yourself. Yeah, yeah. How but old are you now? I'm 33. You feel good? How many more years you got in the game? Man, that that's weird because last year I had loads of injuries and I felt like shit. Yeah. And now since I've been back from this wrist injury, I've been riding a lot of trails. Yeah. And I've been digging a lot. And I, man, I was, I was just telling Baz this morning, I feel better than ever. Yeah. Like, I, honestly, I feel like stronger than I have in a long time. That's awesome. I feel pretty pretty good on my bike. Like. I want to go film now, man. I'm like, I'm ready again. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, let's, let's do it. But I think the trails have helped and digging's helped a lot. Like it's, it's been good. Like kind of physio. Yeah. For, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Physio for my ankle. Like I had Pro- a lot, lot of ankle. physio. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I've had a lot of ankle injuries in the last few years and, and the wrists and shoulders. And I've been digging, digging a lot for the last like three months and body feels good. Yeah. Like, I feel, I feel solid. Yeah. I'm stoked. Got some, got some miles left. Yeah. Yeah. Hell I yeah. think so. I'm enjoying it. That, that's the other thing. Like, yeah. You know, that, that's the biggest thing. If I think when you get to this age, it's like, you need to have the drive, you know? Yeah. Like, a lot of people are good and you, you've ridden for that long. You, you can do good shit, but having that like desire and that passion and that drive and the trails is kind of done that for me right now. And the X games thing, like, I'm I'm really loving riding trails. I've never had the chance to ride trails. Kind of so have much. your own set, and just yeah, yeah, by your so, house, and so yeah. have something nearby that I can help work on and ride a lot. Like it feels really good. And then the whole X Games project has motivated me a lot to to ride um to ride more, yeah, to ride more street and to film stuff and to ride more trails. As much as I wish you got all your stuff done for X Games, I'm kind of excited that you have unfinished business that you're excited about. Yeah, like me you too. Still have to go me too, done, man. You know? I can't wait. Thank you. I, I can't wait. I'm I'm stoked. Like I'm, yeah. Seriously, I like I haven't felt like this in a long time. Like, That's I'm good. Fucking, I'm really and, I mean, motivated. you've been you've been in the game long enough where you've withstood, you've withstood the test of time. You know how a lot of the guys you kind of have that. I only got in couple year career pretty late too. So I guess. yeah, <laughs> it's it's not the not the years. It's the the miles on the truck, yeah. something like that. Do you yeah, got any know. any any video projects in the works right now? Any next moves? Um, I have one one like a uh, travel video that i'm gonna do this this year nice which is um just a short video with like a, a three-wheeler tuk tuk okay really <laughs> yeah yeah i've got that sitting in my garage right no now shit. That, that's so gonna be here like in England? yeah yeah in the uk oh wow that's awesome i'm just waiting to dial that thing in and then i'm gonna basically just throw a kicker ramp in there and, and uh some camping gear and go on a road trip nice who's uh, uh who's shooting that fraser burn 
I don't know if I know who that is. That he sounds familiar. shot our. Uh, do you remember that Japan video that me and Kevin did? That lost ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he shot that one. Okay, yeah, that was dope. He's a good friend of mine. He rides. Okay. He rides motorbikes too, and so he's gonna follow me and just camp and. Damn, that's cool. It's just gonna be a fun trip, but um, I haven't got anything set because I've uh, wanted to not put myself under pressure. Like since the crash, I just wanted to chill a bit. Yep, yep. Uh, but now I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I'm, I feel ready to Let's start filming that calendar. Filming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to film something at the trails, but that's not a. That's not necessary. I just I just like riding there. Yeah, yeah. So I want to film. You know what I mean? Like I enjoy riding there. So I'm like, hey, someone want to film me? <laughs> Might be but, one uh, of those things that it's hard to convey the feeling. You know? Yeah, like, I, 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 that doesn't bother me so much. Yeah. But I think also the feedback, some feedback I've got from from the X Games part, like people are stoked on it. That's got to be motivating, right? When you see yeah, exactly. People are into what you're into because yeah. I was so stressed about it and I was so freaked out, like. Yeah, like I said, when I was having like waking up with cold sweats, I was like, should I have told Stu to like yeah. get someone else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was like, parts shit. Like until it came out, I was like still stressing out a little bit, but I had to just forget about it. Yeah, let it be. Like Mikey, I trusted him, and he was like, Greg, it's good. Like he's like, it's good. Like don't worry. Like of course it could have been better, but it's good. Don't worry. Yeah, he was stoked on it. I trusted his opinion. I had a, f- a couple of good friends watch it. People that would tell you if they were like, hey, man. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had, yeah. And I think you're a hard enough critic on yourself as well to where I think you would know. Man, you I'm you would worst. You would know if it was not. I'm the worst. If it was going to make you look <laughs> dumb or something. No, and it was really, Well, that's really why good. I was fucking, that's why I was sweating it so much. I was just, yeah, I was stressing it so much, but yeah, it is what it is. I think it all worked out pretty well. Well, yeah. <laughs> Could have been better. What do you think about uh, riding any bowl contests this year? Uh, I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to ride a couple. Germany. Yeah, I'll yeah. be there. I'm, I've uh, because I didn't ride any last year because of a few injuries, and I missed a, missed one for some other reasons. But I'm not. I've got to go ride the regional qualifier. Oh shit! Okay. Which they're always tough. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah they really a are. A lot of good yeah. riders out there that that ride those things. So I'm going to ride the one in uh, Stuttgart. Have you seen that park yet? I've seen the video. I don't think I've watched it. Is it pretty good looking? Looks all right. I yeah. saw a clip of Sergio riding it. And uh, yeah, it looked pretty good. I'm going to go out there with do a little road trip with Kevin Kalkoff and uh, go go ride that qualifier. And Nice. Yeah. If it, if Drive it out there? Out, yeah. Well, awesome. I'll, I'll fly to Geneva and then do a little road trip with Kevin. Nice. Yeah. Does he live in Geneva? He lives in... Uh, he lives just in France. Okay, that's uh, what I... Okay. Annecy. He lives in Annecy. And that's it's like, like close to... 45 minutes from Geneva. Okay. And then that's all about a five or six hour drive from Stuttgart. Nice. It's not too bad, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not stressing the bowl contest. But if it works out, and yeah. I want. I want to film. That's what I really want to do. Yeah. yeah. You know, do the old uh, fast and loose guys move where you just kind of plan trips around these events. Yeah. You know, kind of easy yeah. to get you out to the event and then just yeah. kind of stay another week or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the plan, but. I don't know this this I'm, i want to ride street now <laughs> yeah 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 Got street and trails I mean, i'm enjoying balls but i don't know I, yeah yeah you know you the do motivation it. changes you got to do my riding careers right. like well everything's changed so much over the years and just got to go with the flow whatever whatever waves going at the time we're going to try to ride that one and uh ride it out and see how it goes so far it's working pretty good i think yeah yeah i'm happy final question for you before i let you get out of here who's your favorite rider of all time mark aitken Good answer. Yeah. That's an easy one, I think. Yeah. There, pro- there, there, there are a few other names that I'd throw in there. Um, Joe Rich, Ruben. 
um, Tom Bradley, Francois April, South African boys. I think the, the for me the saddest thing is that kids that ride today or people that are riding getting into BMX aren't seeing that and experiencing that while it's happening. Yeah, you know. Yeah, when I saw Aitken ride when he came to South Africa and I witnessed him ride firsthand, it was like it was like getting shot in the face. like a fucking shotgun just hit you in the mouth yeah just like jesus yeah like yeah it was fucking timeless and it was unprecedented and there's nothing even similar to it today so powerful and so much style yeah just unreal it's weird i still watch that um sorry i was gonna say it's weird to have that much power but look so good exactly usually it's one or the other you know what i mean yeah I, i still go back to his um that due tour that he won yeah salt lake yeah i still go yeah. back and watch that video on youtube like regularly like every few months like if i'm feeling a bit like down if i yeah if i watch too many web videos i'm like bmx sucks <laughs> <laughs> i'm like it's, hang on let me just remind myself what it can be like and and it's at a due tour it's at exactly. a big corporate event you know it's awesome yeah and, and he right like to me that was because that i think that was when he was probably riding his best yeah and uh those runs he did were like it's almost like all of his best shit in one. Yeah. You know, like it just looked like, so good. Yeah. Man. He just put it all in one. And it was like, like at one. sunset. <laughs> it yeah. was like, like the yeah. perfect storm, you know, just everything was like. And it was like him up against Bowen, basically. Just like so damn, so damn sick. fine BMX. Yeah, exactly. It was just such a good contest. Like, uh, yeah. I, I definitely thought of Aitken when I saw that clip. You did the kind of alley oop downside foot plan on the sign in your X Games part. Oh, cheers. Yeah. That was definitely a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's, he definitely Aiken-y. inspired me to learn that trick. That's a cool trick. Yeah, I love that trick. I remember. I, think I couldn't we, believe we found that on street. Yeah, I said to him like when we started the project, I was like, "Dude, if we can find something to do this trick, is that on street Spain or where is that? That's in Spain. Yeah, yeah. that's in uh, Madrid. That's a fucking spot. And it, and we didn't go there for that spot. That yeah. was crazy. Yeah, like I, I wanted like the whole time. I was like, if we can find a street spot to do like a like a flip foot plant, that would be fucking unreal. And then uh, so we were driving around a surgery, and he's like, uh, we we're coming back from the bar one night or from a restaurant or something. He's like, uh, let me take you to this one spot. I, 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 I think you might like this. <laughs> he, he just like takes the this exit and like drives us this roundabout, and me and Mike just look at each other like, no way, like, holy <laughs> shit! Like, and I remember the spot from Ruben. I think it was one of his wall tap or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, I don't know why I didn't think of it at the time, but I don't know. You forget about spots, and it was especially just, especially Ruben, so somebody whose body's body of work is so so deep with interesting spots yeah you know what i mean like exactly yeah like almost every spot at least in his later years that he would film on was just like it took some brain power it was different you know and like i could see a lot of it yeah it's not regular it's not like it's not like people are just going to go there the session at loads although that spot is unreal like you could just go ride that spot for hours it's so good yeah i was riding it like a hip for like a good 20 minutes before oh really before i did that yeah mikey was sitting up and i was just how many tries was that jumping it that was take too many maybe five or six tries it's awesome yeah not too bad the the bonk on the the air the sign yeah the air where i touched the sign of my back yeah that took a long time really yeah because that thing was far back and i had to push and i was i was shitting myself yeah just a couple of times i cased were you able to get any bounce off of it at all or you just kind of it was kind of just touch it it was it was really difficult to get the like the timing right yeah and the like the exact spot where i needed to air off gotcha gotcha because where i will it's a weird angle right yeah. it's not just there yeah well it's, it's just pretty far back and like 
where you kick out and where your back wheel go if you kick out like that where your back wheel goes furthest back is not where you think really when you're in on the bike it's like a different spot and i was i was going past it a lot gotcha like putting my back wheel like behind it and then i had to really convince myself like at the time take off here like you know like go back like another three foot over to the right yeah and then air it and then you'll touch it yeah so that, that one took a while that's a good one though i like it. Thank that's you. a very uh thank you unexpected move for the spot it doesn't look like it works yeah. but it worked yeah you know yeah it did just the, the the gap and the angle just doesn't look like looks like one of those yeah. fantasy tricks you know like it'd be cool to bonk that sign well on to the next yeah. you know yeah it was good it was fun i enjoyed it i had, I had a good time stoked on that one yeah soaking on the part man thanks for uh thanks for doing this no worries thank you very much thanks for coming to hastings oh, love hastings i'm moving in i'm moving into your house did <laughs> you welcome tell the estonian girl <laughs> tell, tell her i'm kind of messy and i'll I'm sell sorry. my cats <laughs> i love it i get like itchy eyes with cats i guess i'm out i'll get my own place thanks greg Thank you very much, Kyle. All right, that does it for this week. Big thank you to Greg for stopping by. Be sure to follow him on Instagram at Chillingworth underscore underscore. That is Chillingworth underscore underscore. And until next time, just remember, it doesn't count if you don't pull the rollback. See ya.